Hello, this is Reverend Judith Laxer. Thank you for listening to the 23rd anniversary service in Gaia's Temple on this podcast entitled, A Necessary Change. My wish is that the food for thought offered nourishes your soul. The Gaius Temple Ministry is sustained by generous donations such as yours, and we need your financial support. If everyone donated just $3 each time they listened to and received the service, that reciprocity would ensure our continuance. If you feel served by listening and wish to donate to help support our ministry, please push the donate button now and give generously. We'd be most grateful. Thank you, and blessed be. All right. <sighs> September. What a gorgeous month. Still warm and sunny during the days with the relief of cooler mornings and evenings. The harvest continues and figs and pears begin to replace peaches and plums at the local markets. The leaves are beginning to turn. There's that old back to school feeling. The third week of September brings the autumnal equinox as we continue our annual journey around that life-giving star in the center of our galaxy, our sun. And the equinox is a special time in that journey, a fleeting time, it's just a 24-hour period, when the days and nights are of equal length. It's a good time to contemplate balance at this time and seek it out in our lives. You know, I find that walking the wheel of the year spiritually conscious of the ongoing changes that it brings creates a wholeness that is at the core of good health. We all know we need balanced nutrition for our bodies to be healthy, and the same is true for our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual health. So by experiencing the changing seasons in a spiritual way, we embrace nature's wholeness because we embrace every aspect of the life cycle. So recently, I received a letter from a congregant that I want to read to you because it was just so perfect and beautiful. And she said, Dear Judith, so many thoughts, so little time. So I'll spare you the details except this. August, September <clears throat> is bittersweet. The tomatoes, rhubarb, and apples are ripe and mostly canned and frozen. Carrots and beets stay in the ground until I need them. But all is dying down to compost waiting for the time to begin again. The dependable, glorious, nostalgic sorrows and joys of passing time. A garden is it all, with the added bonus of being scrumptious. <laughs> and I just thought that was so perfect for where we are right now. Now, on an individual personal level, Mabin, or the autumn equinox, is a good time to consider what might be out of balance in your life and make some course corrections. Now, collectively at Mabin, the autumn equinox, we meet in sacred space to cross the threshold into the dark half of the wheel of the year. Now the nights will grow longer than the days, which affords us the opportunity to contemplate some of those deeper mysteries on the life cycle, with time to gather in the last of the harvest, time to preserve seeds for the future, and then to rest, to surrender to dormancy, and accept death as a necessary part of the life cycle. Death is a necessary part of life. So autumn and spring are the seasons of transition, between the seasons of extremes, winter and summer. 
And each season, of course, is different from the other, and each bring their particular beauty. I like to think of the changing seasons as the changing menu for the feast of life. Uh, by now, we are acquainted with these dishes, you know, and most likely we have uh, designated some of them as our favorites. And what makes them so special is that we don't have them all the time. And so right away, we can see one benefit of change. Change helps amplify our appreciation of life and its many, many different facets. The thing is that due to some mysterious universal force field, our galaxy was formed. And we are but one of several planets that orbit this particular star we call our sun. And this orbit happens again and again without end. We cannot stop this orbit, nor can we stop the consistent changes that orbiting our sun brings. Our journey around the sun is out of our control. It's going to happen whether we want it to or not. This is the way of our existence. It is nature, and nature is cyclical. It is ongoing. It is full of change. It would behoove us to befriend this universal nature, to acknowledge and embrace it because it's going to happen anyway. And we would benefit greatly, experience more ease and joy and even bliss by doing so. Take a sip of that water now. Thank you, Stina. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> So at this September service, I have been known to relay the myth of the great grain goddess Demeter and her holy daughter Persephone, those Greek goddesses whose collective domain is the surface and the depths of the earth. And I'm going to refer to this rich narrative today, but I'm not going to tell this story in full. And if you've not heard me tell this story, then I encourage you to find the September 21 service on YouTube or uh, on the archives of the podcast on our website, GaiasTemple.org. Not last year. Last year I was teaching the, uh, the tenets of revolutionary love, but in 2021 I told that story. And uh, it's, it's worth reviewing, I think. It's just a, it's a gorgeous story. Anyway, the myth is a type of creation story in that it offers a personified explanation of the changing of the seasons. The Reader's Digest version of this myth, as I tell it, <coughs> is one in which the wise crone goddess Hecate orchestrates her maiden granddaughter Persephone's leave-taking to the underworld to become queen of the dead at the side of her beloved lord of the underworld, Hades. <coughs> now she leaves because she's growing up, because she longs for the adventure of womanhood because becoming emancipated from her mother is necessary for her maturity. We might say this tale is a coming-of-age rite of passage for Persephone. And when she leaves, it causes a rite of passage for her mother, Demeter, as well, who in her grief at the sudden and unexplained loss of her daughter, refuses to let the earth grow grain, and a great famine occurs. As time goes on, the wails of hunger grow stronger and louder, and soon they reach the underworld, and Persephone, with Hecate's guidance, strategizes a plan that will satisfy. She will eat six pomegranate seeds as a promise to return to the upper world and stop the famine that Demeter has caused, and then she will return to the underworld for six months to be with her beloved. 
Now, I've taken the liberty of rewriting certain aspects of this ancient narrative because it comes down to us from the classical era of Greece, which smacks of patriarchy. For example, in the classic tale, as most of us learned it, Hades abducts and rapes Persephone to make her his queen. And I have ousted, absolutely ousted, the abduction and rape of Persephone as a justification for the changing seasons. Rape and abduction are never justified, no matter what. Now, I believe this was originally a love story, a story about the life cycle and the, nece and the necessary changes that the life cycle brings. But even if it wasn't a love story, why not make it one? Because what better motivation can there be than love? to bring about any necessary change. I can't think of a one. And change is going to happen because it's necessary. Nature is dynamic. It's not static. So today I want to focus on the changes that occur in this myth because I think the pearl to glean from it is the necessity of change, the necessity for change, and ultimately the beauty of change. Our lives are filled with one change after another. Some of them seemingly sudden, some seem to take forever, which is all about our relationship to time, and that's a topic for another service altogether. Um, but I'm sure you have all heard the old saying, <clears throat> the only constant in life is change. And if not, now you have. The only constant in life is change. And there is such wisdom in that saying, despite the catchy oxymoron pointing out the disparity between constant and change. Right? It's like the phrase, jumbo shrimp. <laughs> it shouldn't make sense, and yet we all understand exactly what it's saying. The only constant is change. The first change that occurs in this myth is Persephone's descent into the underworld. The pull she feels to move onward, the, uh, to leave the comfort of the familiar, the protection of her mother, the beauty of nature's diversity, is one that she cannot ignore. It's strong enough to propel her onward. This is the impetus of growth. It's always strong enough to propel us onward. Now, there are times when we might not want to move onward. In fact, times of not wanting to move onward are just about guaranteed in life. We want to stop time, you know, on that loving glance or that juicy kiss or that day of triumph or accomplishment uh, or the years when our kids were still kids, you know. Of course, we don't want the good times to end. We are sensate creatures and we much prefer pleasurable sensations. Sometimes we don't want to move on because we are, we are dreading or afraid of what will come. What will happen if we do move on? We might get hurt. We might hurt someone else. We might cause or encounter a problem or something painful, a disturbance in the field. So I want to talk about this field for a moment. From a metaphysical perspective, and in quantum theory as well, there exists an invisible energy field, what we might call the vibe in the room. I'm sure it's all happened. You've walked into a room and you're like, you could cut the air with a knife in here. Something must have just happened in here. Like, we can feel the vibe in the room. That's the energy field. From a pagan perspective, that's the field where magic occurs. I believe once we spiritually tune into that energy field, we can participate in and influence it. 
When we practice magic, we raise energy and then we direct it into the ethers to affect what? Change. Yes, change is the way of it. I think this is why all spiritual practices have power, why prayer works, why meditation works. We're seeking to affect change, and we put our intentions and our desires and our hopes and our dreams out into this energy field, and then we must keep the faith and trust that will manifest itself, and we will see the beneficial results. So Persephone leaves with her love, which causes the next change. Demeter panics when she can't find her missing daughter, and she is furious, and she is devastated, and she is bereft, and she walks everywhere looking for her. As time goes on, and Demeter cannot find her precious daughter, her heart breaks, and her energy begins to lag, and as her vitality withers, so does life on the surface of the earth. And soon the goddess is walking through dry, barren fields. The lyric of one of the songs that accompany my telling of this tale reads, Autumn time, red leaves fall, while the weeping sky looks over all. Demeter sadly walks the land, the dying grasses in her hand. I can't help but notice the symbolic meaning of Demeter's fields of dying grain to that energetic field. Her emotions cause change, and not just in her life, but in everyone's life. Hunger strikes with its torturous grip. Her response to her loss causes a disturbance in the field, and it has ripple effects. Disturbances and ripples cause change. And if that can happen to a powerful goddess like the great grain mother Demeter, then none of us are outside the realm of both experiencing change and causing it. Change must be necessary if our lives are always changing, whether we want them to or not. And not because change is, uh, and that is because change is always happening anyway. It's the is factor. Like when we say, why does change have to happen? We could chase that why from now until forever. The truth is, it does happen. Nature is dynamic. It is not static. Winter might seem like it's going to last forever, but it doesn't. You know, recently I saw a meme which stated, don't try to calm the storm. Try to calm yourself. The storm will pass. Such wisdom there in that statement, I think. That's the thing to keep in mind no matter how difficult something is. It doesn't last because change is the necessary way of all things. Things can also change for the better. Right? Change can bring relief as well. Now, sometimes in the middle of a panicked, devastated, infuriating, and grief-stricken change, it's hard to believe that things will not always be that difficult. It might take time to get that relief. But eventually, eventually, the storm will pass because everything changes, including the storm. And even when we know the ravages of that storm might mean we can't go back to things the way they were before that storm, we can choose to keep hope in our hearts that we will adapt to the changes that that storm brings. We can choose to make hope our companion through that storm. Holding hope for ease in the future can help us traverse difficulties in the present moment. 
Hope is always a good companion on the changing road of life, especially when we hit the tough stuff. from uh, the musical Carousel by uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. So if you would, take a moment now, close your eyes and go within. 
Take a nice deep breath and once more connect to that grounding core deep in the earth that we set down at the beginning of the service. And once you feel grounded again, bring your attention to your third eye in the center of your forehead. Imagine it like an actual eye, just like your other two, and go ahead and open it, look out through it into your imagination, and find yourself walking through nature on a deep autumn late afternoon. Notice all of those gorgeous leaves on the trees and on the ground beneath them. And notice that syrupy golden light as it slants in the sky. And notice now how peaceful you feel inside. Another beautiful autumn is here. And it brings you a sense that Mother Nature is still at the helm. And this makes you feel safe. Now in this peaceful state, grounded to and nurtured by the mother as you walk, change is happening all around you. So now bring to mind a change that is on your personal horizon, some change that's coming up for you that perhaps you find difficult or frightening or anxiety producing for some reason or another, you find yourself having a little resistance to this change. Good. Now bring to mind a change that you have already experienced that elicited the same emotions in you. Maybe you were fired from your job or you went through a breakup or a divorce or maybe you were facing a medical treatment or had to leave something or someone behind. You know, take a moment now and bring this difficult change from your past to mind now and spend a moment thinking about it and what exactly was so hard about the situation, uh, specifically about how it made you feel. Allow yourself to reflect on those difficult emotions from this perspective of the time that has already passed. Good, and now bring yourself into present time once more and consider that you, you somehow made it through that. I mean, one way or another, you are here now, remembering that time. But you're no longer experiencing that specific hardship or the worst of that hardship. Times like that change us, for sure. Everything in life, both good and bad, contributes to our growth, and growth occurs due to change. And although it might not be pleasant to recall that difficulty, you can see how the worst of the hardship has ebbed. And you are okay. So now bring back to mind the present change on your personal horizon again, the thing that's coming up. And notice if you feel any differently about it. You still might not be looking forward to it, but now you remember how resilient you are, how much more mature you are than that last time, and that you can trust yourself to make it through.
And now, see if you can find exactly where your resistance to this upcoming change lives in your body. Is it in your heart, your gut, your brain, all three or someplace else? Find it now. Where does that resistance live within your body? And now imagine that you can wrap that feeling with the love you carry in your heart and soul. Imagine that love as a warm blanket and wrap it around that part of you that's dreading the upcoming change. Wrap it around the part of your body where your dread is held. And wrap it around with love and feel the comfort of that love. Remembering that you've made it through tough times before and so you will again. And as you feel the comfort of this warm love wrapped around your fears or any difficult emotion you might be feeling, the truth of change, that it's necessary because that is nature's way and you're not separate or outside of nature, contributes to your comfort. There's a comfort in it. Awareness of this truth strengthens you and you can feel yourself turning toward this change now instead of resisting it, turning to face it. You can feel yourself embracing the fact of change, even if you don't necessarily welcome this one, and that makes it easier to face. Now, one more thing. Notice that the blanket of love that you wrapped around yourself or you wrapped your dread in has a beautiful thread woven in it. It's shining, almost metallic. It's catching the light. It is the thread of hope. Love has given you strength to encounter the upcoming change and hope will accompany you through it. So take another deep breath and gently bring yourself back here to this sanctuary. And when you feel ready, open up your eyes. So back to the myth now about one more change. It's often easier for the one leaving than it is for the one left behind. Easier for the one who affects change than the one who is necessarily affected by it. Persephone chooses to leave the upper world, but she doesn't necessarily know where she's going. She only knows she's fallen in love with Hades and she's willing to go where he is. In the classic myth, this is the abduction part where Hades bursts up through the earth, grabs Persephone and takes her back down to his realm without her willing consent. No bueno. In many narratives, there are crossroad moments, experiences where choices are made. And the journey begins from there. A journey that brings a necessary change. In this case, it is the Shiro's journey. And our Shiro, Persephone, chooses to leave behind all she has ever known for where her heart is leading her. She is following love. And love, as we know, is wonderful. 
the path Persephone takes causes necessary change despite her not knowing the outcome, which, when you think of it, is every path we have ever walked. Now, some of us have journeyed around the sun a few times, and some of us many times, but after you do journey around the sun and you know what it's like to live on Gaia with her changing seasons and her natural life cycle, once you've shivered in the cold and fanned yourself in the heat, once you have felt vital and robust and sick and tired, when you've laughed like a loon and cried like a baby, then you know on a soul level, if not on a conscious one, that change is the way of it. And if the life cycle with all its changes is the way of it, then why not embrace whatever it brings and ease our way along the journey? Now, I'm not talking about tolerating aspects of life that we find untenable and just suffering without trying to change it for the better. For example, if someone's harassing you, this is not the thing to embrace, even though it's happening in the field, right? This is the time to take action to stop the harassment, to protect yourself, and to seek justice. But if, for example, the issue is you don't like getting older, you're grieving your youthfulness, how you used to look when you were younger, it's time to embrace the truth of life. <laughs> Here on Earth, which includes aging, why not embrace what is natural? Find it beautiful because it's natural. Ease our way along the journey. What would happen if we walk the changing path of life with curiosity for every part of it, with openness for what it will bring. We still affect change with our actions, but in the very big, dare I say, galactic picture, to think of our path of our life as an exploration. Why don't you sing to us about that, Joyce? Let's find out what would happen if we did that. That's a great idea, Judith. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. I was so enamored. <clears throat> If I could look down on this path I walk from somewhere way up high, I could see the crooked road that I have come. I walked a mile with sorrow, I walked a mile with joy, and now I'm less afraid of either one. For every tear I've cried, there a smile that I've earned for every mile I walked there's a lesson I learned I'm not lost I am exploring life is an adventure worth enjoying though I may not know where I'm going Place in the parade. 
seekers, we take less traveled roads, believing we can find a better way. And though I get discouraged, I won't be turning back. I have joy as my compass and faith as my map. Just before the service, Kathy and I were talking, and who who was it about the uh, the water? The tennis champion. The tennis champion who who um, won and, and said, you know, I'd like to thank all the people who didn't believe in me. You thought you were pouring water on me, but really it was gasoline, and it fueled me to just, you know. And you know, I just love those kind of turnarounds. I'm not lost. I'm exploring. You didn't believe in me, oh yeah, watch this. Like, we, we can take what's in the field and shift it to support us moving forward. You have to learn how to do that. You gotta practice, practice, practice doing that. So the planet keeps orbiting, the life cycle keeps turning, what was once bright and colorful must grow dim and colorless before it returns bright and colorful again. What lives must die, what has died must live again. Persephone will return in the spring. Demeter will recover and the grains will grow. There is no end, just a series of changes according to nature. And these changes are necessary. They must be necessary because they are happening. They're happening again and again. So rather than hate changes or hate the changes that are not our preference, Rather than let the truth of change embitter us and steal our joy and wonder at the beauty comple beautiful complexity of life, why not embrace the truth of change? Because we're going to change anyway. 
we might as well jump in happily with our whole selves, body, mind, and spirit. What's this next thing now? I'm going to explore it. You know, I wanted to talk about change today because of the times in which we are living. Like, it's a great story, and it's, it's good for all of us to know that, yeah, 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 change, change, change. But we are living in massive changing times, times of massive change. And I believe at the core of all of the greatest changes that we are experiencing is climate change. I think all the divisiveness that we are witnessing, not only in our country, although in our country for sure, but all over the world, is because of the climate crisis. Climate change is already bringing danger all over Mother Earth, and we have some choices that we have to make about it. Choices about how to prevent further damage, choices about how to slow this terrible progression, choices about how we must adapt to the changes that it is surely bringing. We don't have to embrace climate change as a good thing, but we surely can't continue to deny it as if it's not real. That's how we got here in the first place. So when we embrace the truth of change, when we contemplate that changes that have already occurred in our lives and in our world, we realize that we must become increasingly adaptable. Keep your knees loose. We must embrace adaptation while working to course correct. I think those are the two most important things to enact as we turn toward what is coming up on our collective horizon. To adapt as we course correct, both. And of course, to keep wrapping ourselves in each other in as much love and comfort as we can. That's why community is so important. That's why it's important to actually show up here in the room if you're able to do so. It's important for us to remember that we are in this together. With so much that goes on on only screens, we just get distant, more distant, more distant. We feel more and more isolated, and we forget how important it is to, to stand there like this and sing while someone runs underneath our arms for their birthday. So my friends, the season of autumn brings visible and felt changes in the cooling temperatures and the colors of the leaves and how they let go and float to the ground in the shortening days. Autumn brings the beautiful time of harvest. It portends cozier times ahead with warming spices and fleece snugglies, cups of tea while we rest our bones, and times for gratitude gatherings with loved ones over a feast. So may we all cross that threshold of the autumn equinox with balance in mind and acceptance of change in our hearts. And may these blessings that we harvest become harvested in abundance. Thank you and blessed be. Are we there? Not yet. We usually turn the podcast off for the community prayers, which